0: Worth deleting the app for.
1: The Dateable podcast is hosted by me. I'm Yue, a former dating coach in New York turned active dater in San Francisco. On each episode, you'll hear commentary by my producer, Julie Kraftchick, and other surprise co hosts. This episode of Dateable is brought to you by 500 Brunches. Hi, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Dateable, a show that opens up a candid conversation about modern dating. The reason why we love interviewing couples so much on this show is because it's sort of a summary of all the themes that we see on, on our episodes. Some of the themes we see are timing, perception, do people really change, and also just how do people get together? How do two people who are mere strangers find each other in this universe and say, hey, I want to be with you. So said. we have a couple in our studio today, Flo and Dylan. Background on Dance and Flo, right? Dance and Flo and Dylan here. Flo has been in San Francisco for seven years, originally from Raleigh, North Carolina, and she's 28 years old. And Dylan has been in San Francisco for only three years. Mm-hmm. From, originally from Arizona, he's 26 years old. But let's start with you, Flo, because you're the one that wrote in and gave us a little summary of how you guys met.
2: It was back in about March of 2014, Um, and I had just broken up with a previous boyfriend, so I was kind of in like February, so I was kind of like in a, you know... Valentine's Day slump? Yeah, I was like coming out back it was like hatching into the world again fresh you know coming out into the world like a phoenix like a phoenix literally dancing in the park at a silent disco with my friend Antonina and I was dancing dancing and I'm a dancer I am all about dance I even have a podcast about dance a production company that is centered around dance so I was there dancing in my in my zone and um I didn't really notice Dylan but I kind of did because there weren't that many people there so I definitely like picked up on who was there and I kind of remember him and his friend Chris being around um and then I was done dancing I took my headphones back and and he was there like by coincidence air quotes and we talked for like a a few seconds but then I think because I was you know, in the zone where I wasn't really that open to meeting people and I was, like, trying to get somewhere. We didn't end up having, like, a very long, meaningful conversation. We definitely didn't exchange
3: contact information or anything. Yeah, I guess from my perspective, I was there with my buddy Chris and what I guess you'd call my wingman of the day. Uh, at the end of the silent disco, you have to deposit your headphones back to the same location. So I was like, you know, I'm going to be sly and just kind of go hang out by, like, the little station station. And I'll just um, wait for this cute little blonde girl to come by and drop off her headphones.
1: So you notice Flo? Oh, yeah. Okay, let's go back to that. <laughs> so when you saw Flo, what mm-hmm. went through your mind?
3: Well, Flo's known as Dancing Flo, and she's there in the park dancing like a wild woman. Not crazy, but she definitely lets everybody know that she's the best dancer there. <laughs> and uh, I was really into it.
2: So then what happens? So then three months go by, and we were at Fono del Sol, and I was with my roommate, who had just started dating my other roommate. (laughs) And they were literally, like, we were drinking beers, and we were, like, in the beer section of Fono del Sol, and they were, like, starting to, like, make out. Oh, convenient. Very convenient. I was totally third wheeling it. And then this girl runs up behind me, and she's, like, taps me on the shoulder, like, I don't even see her coming. She taps me on the shoulder, tap, tap, tap. I turn around, she's like, hi! Where's your shirt from? It's so cute. And I was like, "Who is this girl?" But she was really sweet and harmless, so I was like, "I'll talk to her." And then Dylan walked up, and I was like, "They're friends. She's probably his wing woman." Oh. That's why this girl came out of nowhere and like (laughs) tackled tackled me and was like, "Your shirt's so cute." (laughs) So that, like, I was like, "Okay," because I was wondering, like, what gives? You know, like, where, like, what is this about? So right before I was about to like leave. Dylan piped up, because he had barely gotten any words in, because his friend Ashley had been talking to me, like, incessantly ever since the shirt com- compliment. And sh- uh, he piped up, and he was like, what I remember is, he was like, hey, like, it was really nice to meet you, really, no, no emotion, just super flat, like, I'd love to take you to dinner. <laughs> I mean, just, like, confident, and straight to the point. That's pretty ballsy. Very ballsy. Yes. Uh, hey, like, it was nice to meet you, like, I'd love to get your number and take you to dinner sometime. I love that. And that was really attractive. And I was like, whoa, where did that come from? Like, (laughs) this guy barely said a word the last hour. But, like, that's really cool. You know, Dylan's a really amazing person, but he's not, like, the flashiest type of person, which I think is, like, a good quality. Is that what you're normally attracted to? No. I'm normally attracted to the flashier no, that's what
1: i meant yeah, yeah, normally yeah. Attracted yeah. To i'm normally yeah. attracted to the opposite so someone I, with similar energy as you yeah
2: Got i'm I, the last couple guys i dated were more like me which is fun but didn't work out and was actually really painful and difficult so i was kind of thinking to myself like he's not really like exactly what i would have thought i would go for but he was really nice and he was very respectful and very confident and i wanted and like why not? He's gonna. He offered to take me to dinner. I'll just go, <laughs> you know. So I did. I went.
3: Um, I guess I'll backtrack mm-hmm. to my friend Ashley. She looked at me like dead in the eyes, and she just looked around and she said, "Dylan, you're single, but you're a good guy. I could get you any girl at this festival. Any girl you want. Just point her right now, right now. I'll point you any girl. I'll get you right now." And I go, "Oh, well, you know that blonde girl over there." Um, I've definitely like danced with her and talked to her before, and before I even got a word in to like brief her on like the Contact, situation on tackle. She just bolts and tackles flow.
1: <laughs> is Ashley available for hire I'm guessing this is a very viable business.
3: She wing woman for The
1: tackler, we'll call her the tackler. Yeah. She deserves a lot of credit. So you pointed at flow, she go tackles flow. Mm -hmm. brings her back to you okay
2: (laughs) and there's not much of an exchange between you guys we sat on the grassy spot and we talked but i was like feeling a little awkward about it but then we stood up and we went back to the beer area and that's when i left and that's when you asked me out why did you feel awkward i could tell that he was interested in me not like in a weird way or creepy way just like in a this is a nice guy that's interested in me and i'm not sure like i don't know this person i'm not sure like how i feel
1: so there wasn't much of an immediate
3: reciprocation from you?
2: I would say there was little to none. Okay.
3: <laughs> it, I feel like it was a very, very slow start. And we took it really slow. Like, like I feel like we did like three or four dates before, before we got what? together. Well, sex. <laughs> <laughs> I
2: know, it was like three or four dates it was, before. It was, it was the fifth date. Uh, Over, it was like a month and a half later, but we had both been traveling. So like we saw each other like um, every, other, every week and a half-ish. For like a month and a
3: half. Yeah, yeah, it's
2: really important everyone knows that. Well, I guess what was
3: (laughs) was different about us, though, is that both of us were doing like the Tinder online thing at the time. And so we were just very used to this like fast-paced, high turnover high volume dating that I think both of us maybe intuitively were thinking, let's take this relationship differently. Ooh. And I think that um, helped a bunch mm-hmm. in the long term. The, the main thing was that I, we, we both met, at, um, we met at two really like kind of indie dance party kind of things. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, this girl knows about like the cool shit. Like she's just in the scene. And I was like, I want to get to know her. Um, because of like the environment I'm meeting her in, rather than like when you're um, meeting on like a dating app, it's like very sterile and like you, maybe you see like, oh, they like the same artist that I like, but you really, I don't know, you can't get as much as from when you're like in a real environment surrounded by other people and more tangible things that you can grab onto.
1: So when you first met Flo, or at least the second mm-hmm. time you met Flo, mm-hmm. did you get that sort
3: of, I want her to be my
1: girlfriend vibe?
3: No, actually. And even, after, even our first real date after that, I was very scared because Flo just had, like, a very stressful day at work, and she was, like, 15 or, like, 20 minutes late to our date, and I was, like, almost like, I don't think I'm even going to, like, stay at this uh, restaurant. I think I'm going to leave. And then she came in, and it was great, but then, like, I could feel that she was very stressed from her whole date, and that... She would bring that kind of, like, stress into, like, our first date. I was, like, kind of like, oh, maybe she's, like, I don't know. Um." So at what point, Flo, did you start to
1: have more attraction towards Dylan?
2: I think it was the second date. Yeah. We went to the mill. We had pizza on Monday nights. He just looked really cute. He had on this great, like, green shirt. He looks great in green. He, he was standing outside the mill waiting for me. And I was like, cause I was like, Oh, is he that cute? Am I that interested? And like, is it a friendship? And I walked up and I was like, oh, he's cute. Mm. Yeah. I think he's cute. Like now that I knew who he was uh-huh. when I saw him again, I was like, no, I think he's cute. I think I'm like kind of attracted. I think I'm attracted to him.
3: Uh-huh.
2: And then we sat down and like, we connected so much better that, that date, even better, like on music and like, we both felt comfortable in the space. It was, like, my turf, and he was, like, fitting in to my world. I felt attracted to him, and I think we kissed that night.
3: Mm-hmm. No, we did, because then we went back to your apartment, and uh, we met your roommate at the time, Sergio, and his girlfriend, Jess. Mm-hmm. And I was like, wow. I was, that's what really got me, was I was so impressed by the um, her roommates and her friends that she surrounded mm-hmm. herself with. Because when I first met her... Her, um, her friends weren't very cool, and she was kind of ditching them. I was like, well, why would this girl be like ditching mm. her friends? Is that the type of person I wanna be with? Right. But then when I met like some of her true, really good friends, uh, I was really impressed by them. And I think that's one of the qualities in people that um, I'm really attracted to, is when they can surround themselves with really good people. Yeah. You know, it's like you create that kind of like larger bubble of friends. And at what point did you guys define the relationship?
2: You know what's funny because in past relationships I've really hung on to that because it's been more of an issue.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh-huh.
2: But because even though it was a slow build, it, I didn't. I never felt uncomfortable. I never was worried that like he wasn't taking it seriously or he wasn't being truthful or mm-hmm. yeah. I, I trust. I trusted you very early on, and to a point mm-hmm. where even even though you were. Seeing another girl or two with oh, and we went to that Burning Man party. I was
3: going to say that that's where for me when it got most serious. Oh, okay, and that's this is kind of like a funny side story <clears throat> to, to lead into it. Was at the time um, while I was dating Flo, the first yeah, four or five four dates, uh, I was still kind of finishing things up with a, another girl that I met on Tinder. But like that relationship had kind of like a time stamp on it where she was here for the summer. And she had a summer internship and then she was going back to the East Coast and she was going to be gone and she wasn't planning on staying. She kind of thought that we were going to go out on a date and I, I she was going to do dinner with her and then Flo and I were going to meet up late night. Damn, to, double book. <laughs> I know, I was double booking it. And... Um, At a
2: really cool Burning Man fundraiser party right. that I invited him to.
3: So I'm driving with the other girl and I was kind of like, hey, um... Dinner was great, but I got to go now. And she's like, well, I was kind of hoping we'd hang out tonight. And I was like, uh, I kind of have plans tonight. And she's like, well, what are your other plans? And I was like, um, I want to be honest with you because like, this was going to be like a summer fling and uh, I'm seeing another girl tonight. Wow. You told her right yeah. there. And she flipped out.
2: So you ditched her even though she was upset. Yeah. And you came to meet up with the me. The funny the story is
3: I like, ditched her in the middle of the street. She like <laughs> got out of my <laughs> car and just walked out. and never seen she was her pissed. again. pissed. Yeah. Yeah, I was kind of shocked, and then I was just like, okay, well, let me go meet Flo. And then Flo just, like, it was so easygoing and easy to get along with that, like, I was just kind of falling for there. So how long have you guys been together? A year and a half. hmm A year and a half. Together.
1: You live together, and you're in, a, you're in a monogamous, committed relationship. Yes. Yeah. Ah. Sounds so old school. Okay, so I want to discuss some of the themes because it's really interesting. Let's go to context I think the context of how you guys met is is fascinating because you met at a silent disco party. So probably it's not like the most um, formal environment or like an environment you think about meeting someone you're going to fall in love with, and. Flo, you probably were there kind of like, I'm just gonna hang out and have fun. You weren't in a mindset, right? I wasn't
2: ready to meet Dylan.
1: So it's, it was timing for you. Totally timing. And Dylan, you weren't actively pursuing her afterwards either because again, it's also timing. It's right. like just not the right time. So when you got tackled three months later, I think that's when the universe was like, hey, I think you guys should really pay attention to each other now. I think now yeah. is the time. I love this idea of like having a type and then throwing that out the door. So mm-hmm. Flo, you had this type of, I am I already see the type of guy you used to date, like probably kind of um, loud and sort of like life of the party yeah. and probably has lots of friends. And
2: I was attracted to ego, but then it also kind of ruined my life. Like it, it I cried like every week in these relationships. Like they were bad relationships. Not bad people, just like yep. those guys weren't ready to be – in a loving, committed relationship where they could, they'd had no ability to like give to me. So I was just not really getting anything back. You're
1: the girl who gets the attention and you're the life of the party, but you probably overlook guys like Dylan. And Dylan's the type of guy, he's like the, I call you guys the magicians. You're the magician because you come out of nowhere. And when you do appear, it's like, whoa. (laughs) You just blew my mind. So I think your confidence is that quiet confidence that girls do overlook at first. Yeah, totally. totally. Because it doesn't come out. It's not natural Mm -hmm. for that to come out right away. And it's not you. But with modern dating, I think the issue we always see is that people don't give each other that
2: time. We gave each other a lot of time. Yep. And Mm -hmm. I don't even know how that happened. I, I feel really blessed that we were both just so patient and open. Mm
0: -hmm. But it wasn't that, like, instant, like, that a lot of people are... Right? No,
2: it was not, like, necessarily chemical or sexual or Mm -hmm. electric at the beginning. It wasn't any of those things in the beginning. It it took, like, three dates and then... It's hard because you even said, you know, with high-volume dating,
1: it's really easy to be like, this date didn't go well. I'm never going to see this person again. But who are you to say that the second date won't be, you know won't be this way or will be a different way. The other thing I want to bring up is setting intentions. I really enjoyed what you Mm -hmm. said there, Dylan, Mm because I think what happens on a lot of these dates is, um, guilty until proven innocent kind of mentality. Mm -hmm. I'm going into the state because this person's going to prove to me that I should be attracted to them. This person's going to prove to me that they deserve a second date or whatever. I'm
2: probably a little guilty of that. I think we are because yeah. that's,
1: you know, we live in the society where we think dating is like Amazon. It's like shopping, mm-hmm. right? So if I don't like the product when I first open it, then I'm going to return it. So it's kind of like what's in it for me. But I like the setting the intentions of, one, I'm going to try something different today. I'm going to have fun even though I don't want to get out of bed or I don't want to be outside. And three, mm-hmm. I'm going to enjoy the people I'm, I'm with. Those are three great intentions to set when you're going to any date.
0: What I really loved too was that you were like in your element. Mm -hmm. So I think there is like definitely, and you weren't looking, but you were just happy and excited and showing your true self. And that's when you attracted someone. So Mm -hmm. for other people, like making sure that you find what your dancing is Mm -hmm. and put yourself in those environments.
2: And from my point of view, I had been kind of going after guys that I wanted, not like kind of like Dylan, like in a sly way where they didn't realize it until I told them months later that I had like cozied up to talk to them or whatever. But I was kind of like, you know what? From now on, I'm pretty fucking awesome. I'm just gonna wait until someone comes to me and if they're a great person, I will respond. I just wanted to have a very reciprocal relationship and when I'd been going after guys, I hadn't been getting that. So I decided to try it differently. Yeah, I think it's about
1: not forcing the situation letting things happen and play out the way that they should play, but also not being complacent in that too.
3: That was also a way where I was kind of putting myself in an opposite mindset of the the normally not in, uh, where normally I'm a pretty meticulous planner. Uh, It's just kind of the nature of how how I live my life. And um, so to kind of put myself, to start off with the intention of, you know, I'm just going to let today happen and see what happens and do something different and meet someone new. Uh, It was kind of freeing. What did you guys learn from... Because I'm sure you guys
1: have had many discussions about the beginning of your relationship. What did you learn from it?
3: I think both of us uh, both came out of, like, high-octane, high-passion, high-drama relationships Um. uh, in our previous relationships. And we both were looking for... Um, a more balanced approach to dating. And um, I think we both had matured and at that point, and we mm-hmm. were both looking for someone who could just be uh, a yin to the yang for um, each other.
2: I, I like being with someone who's more grounded because I have anxi- anxiety and it's just like... Like literally in an energy way, it's like it does actually help to be with someone who's a little bit yes. more calm. We have a lot of people that come on the show and
1: say, I'm looking for that passionate, kind of like, I can't live without you, love, where either we're either fighting or we're just like so in love with each other. It's like highs and the lows. But I think when you strip down to what a relationship ultimately is, it's a strong friendship. It's yeah. the ultimate friendship. And I think that's what you guys had at first. And when you take away the the sex and the romance, if you're with someone for years, what is there at the end of the day?
2: Someone that you really want to hang out with. Yeah, yeah, I think about that a lot. Because I actually ask myself, like, because we live together now, I'm like, because we spend, like, like, a lot of time together. I, I sometimes ask myself, is this the person I want to be spending all this time with? And I say, like, yeah, like, I, I really enjoy being around Dylan. Another thing I want to say about that inspired me that, mm-hmm. from what you said was that uh, about love and what people are looking for, and they're looking for this passion and this romance and this kind of fire, which is wonderful. But I think it's also good to know that just like everything in life, your job, your friendships, your parents, you're not always going to feel super excited about that, and that's how it is in relationships too. Like you have your your moments of feeling. <clears throat> like you could never be with anyone else and you have this amazing connection and so wonderful and then you have other moments where you're like mm, Like mm-hmm. Kind of just want to be alone right now, you know, or like I'm not feeling it right now I'm not feeling the connections not as strong right now and that's okay And it's like when you have those moments where you're not feeling as connect or connected or in love or passionate Just like anything in life like your feelings will change
1: Well, because we're constantly changing. Mm -hmm. Humans are constantly changing. But this is actually a nice segue into our question of the day, which comes from Craig. He says, how would you define a connection? On your podcast, you always talk about people having a connection or they're missing a connection. But what is it? I feel like I haven't really experienced it.
3: Mm -hmm.
1: That is a tough question. Mm -hmm. It's like, what is love, right? How would you even describe it? What is this connection? You you guys keep saying when you first met, there wasn't much of a dynamic there that pushed you into that direction. But then the second time, there was something, and the third was when that connection really happened. What is that connection?
2: I mean, I've just become more and more skeptical as I've gotten older, and it takes me time to get to know someone. When I when I am increasingly impressed and inspired and uh, curious about a person I'm getting to know, then begin to feel more connected to them over time. Because I'm just simultaneously intrigued and like want, like very enamored by their mind, but also their heart and how they're all wrapped up into one person. And, and then I relate to those, we have similar values. Values is another thing, having mm-hmm. similar values.
3: It's, it's definitely, for me, <clears throat> uh, energy levels that are kind of uh, balancing each other or pushing each other. I think both of us have, over the last uh, two years of dating, have definitely um, pushed each other in different directions, and that's something that I really need in people around me. Um, most of my best friends um, have always been people that kind of pushed me into um, places that I didn't think I'd be able to, places that I wouldn't be able to get to. Making each other better
1: and helping each other grow as people. I think connection personally for me is I've been on dates where someone's looking at you, but they're not looking at yeah, you. They're like, look, you know through what? You. They're looking they're like, through you. Like, it happens yeah, all the time. It happens a lot. Yeah. They have these sort of default answers to my questions oh, and they have that. these default questions for me. And, being on those dates, I walk away and I'm like, I have no idea who I just met.
2: Yeah, like, I don't like, know anything about this person. It could have been a cardboard person. box that was speaking to you.
1: And then I, I want to ask them. I, want, I literally want to stop the date and say, I see you looking at me, but do you see me? Do you actually see me as a human being, as a person? Or do you just see me as, you know, date number three in this lineup, right? So I think a connection is when someone truly sees you for who you are. And when you look at each other, it's like you're actually looking at each other. I really think you have a connection when you feel like that other person really understands who you are.
0: I think, though, in general, like even outside of romantic situations, there's just some people that you really jive with and others that you don't. Yeah. It could be friends, employees, like coworkers, all of that. Like I think it's just hard to put into words what that is, but someone you just feel totally comfortable with, they can say whatever and...
2: Well, they've done studies on people's like brain waves, and like people when they feel a connection, like their brain waves are actually like synced up. Mm.
1: And psychologically, they say that when you. If you're on a date and you want to see if you're really connecting with someone, one way is to see if they're mirroring your uh, moves. Uh So, like, if you put one elbow on the table, do they put one elbow on the table? And also seeing, like, the pace that you're eating your food. They actually say that's a, um, a way to see if you're connecting. So if someone finishes their dinner before you, it means that you guys, you know, someone was you were talking way too much (laughs) during this date and um, didn't have time to finish your food, and they did. So those are just like some psychological tricks into seeing if you have a connection with someone. Okay, this is great. Thanks for telling us your story of how you met. Uh, I think it plays into all the themes that we've seen. I mean, it's just everything we... Always talk about it's timing, it's context, it's perception, it's throwing out your type. And you guys just reiterate all of that. And for our listeners at home, we always say, you know, tell us your dating story. Tell us how you met, all that. But now I want to turn it back and say, um, write in and tell us what are some topics you want to hear? Because we're kind of like in this crowdsourcing period of trying to find um, what are some of the topics that we don't know about and and you guys want to know more about. So, write us in and let us know what you want to hear more of. Tell us about your podcast.
2: So, it's launching in about two weeks with the first episode. It is currently called Rediscover with Dance and Flow. It's about, it's basically this American life meets dance. So, human stories through the lens of dance. And my basic belief is that dance is whenever soul meets body. Mm. So, it's a pretty broad definition.
1: That's going to be fascinating to see how you can translate dance into a podcast.
3: (laughs) I know, right? It's a challenge
2: to behold. I was very inspired by 99% Invisible, which is based out of Oakland, which is a a podcast about design. Ah, And they tell really great stories about design. So I was very inspired by them as well.
1: Cool. I'm definitely going to be listening to your
2: podcast. Where can we find it? Um, On my website, dancingflowproductions.com or on iTunes. It'll be up there as well. Fabulous. Rediscover with Dance and Flow.
1: And and Dylan, do you have a podcast you want (laughs) to talk about too? No. I'm I'm just
3: just here to support. You're here to support
1: Flow. Let's wrap this up. One, two, three. Stay dateable. Your action item for this week is to set some intentions before going out on dates. Instead of thinking about, hmm, I really hope this person will like me back, or i hope i'll find this person attractive try to set your intentions as i'm going to have a great time getting to know someone new the most efficient way to meet new people is a combination of online and offline 500 brunches has your offline covered connect over brunch with new friends come alone or bring a buddy there's always a table full of friendly faces mimosas and eggs benedict Sign up at 500brunches.com and use the code DATEABLE for a free entry. To connect with us, visit DATABLEPODCAST.com. You can also find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, all under DATABLEPODCAST.